Hello, Two Principles podcast listeners. We are so grateful for all the support and appreciate you checking in with us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate review our podcast. You can also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Two Principles. Check us out on the web at twoprinciples.com. We are so grateful for our Two Principles podcast partners, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. We are excited to record our Two Principles podcast from the beautiful HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio located right here in Maple Grove, Minnesota. We want to thank Green Boy Brand for helping us design our Two Principles artwork and logo. They can help you customize your brand. If you're looking for an artwork design or logo or some cool merchandise, check them out at greenboybrand.com. They have done work for schools, businesses, sports organizations, and everything in between. When you go with Green Boy, you're choosing to get a personal touch rather than a cookie-cutter look. Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, where we help you get out of your head and into your heart. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Hi, I'm Bob Dockendorf, and I am hanging out with Two Principles. So you're going, you're going fishing here tomorrow, huh? I'm going fishing tomorrow. With You said with your son, right? With my son, yep. Is it kind of an annual thing or just kind of something? This, is, I think, will be our seventh year Okay. doing it. It's pretty cool. Um, I used to think that I had to be a martyr and be in school and at work 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I realized that uh, they're not giving me any extra days, meaning on my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to take them. Yeah, and enjoy you. them. And yes, it's in May, but I definitely need it, just like uh, any other principal. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, yeah, and I got good people behind. You know, I've got a great assistant principal and dean of students. So, hey, are you? Uh, what kind of music are you into? You name it. In fact, hey, I need a song though because we we've been doing lately. We've been doing like uh, we've been introducing you with kind of a walk up <laughs> song. So, what would be your what would be Dodge da- uh, walk up song? Well, in, in baseball, it was always bad of the bone. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I'm a huge Stained fan, and Aaron Lewis Stained. Okay. In fact, I just bought my tickets. So what, what what's the title of the song then? Is it called Stained? Or? No, Stained. If you if you know the song, um, it's been a while from the '90s. It was the number one song in the '90s. But they also have a lot of dark stuff. Um, I'm on the outside. Is a great song. I'm gonna see if I see can, if you can find one. It's yeah. been a while, but okay, it's got it's a. Yeah. Okay, maybe we'll go. Let's see if I can find this here. Yep, that's it. Cool. Oh, yeah, I remember this. You know this one, yeah. So I've had the opportunity to hang out with Aaron, the lead singer. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, And I'm going to have the opportunity to again in September. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Doc, Doc, welcome to the Two Principles Podcast. (laughs) You're coming in. Thank you. With a little stand here. I love it. A little walk-up song for Doc. Very cool. Love it. 
All right. Hey, Kev, you good? I'm good. Let's All do this. All right. Let's go today. Let's spread some good out into the podcast universe. Hello and welcome to today's show. As always, super excited to be here today with my good friend, Kevin. And we are absolutely fired up to have Bob Dockendorf, a.k.a. Doc, in the studio today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are the Two Principles, the Two Principles podcast, where we put the focus on leadership, work-life balance, stress management, and mental health. Our goal is to equip everyday leaders with practical tools to maintain their overall health and live out a more balanced and fulfilling life. Hey, thanks for tuning in today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time. Hey, every episode, we will stay true to the two principles purpose. We're going to consider the impact of our words and actions. We will be in the moment. We're going to stay present. We're going to give it our best today. And of course, we are always going to have some fun. Have some fun is right. Doc's in here, so we I know we're gonna have fun. That Doc's in the studio <laughs> today. We're gonna do lots of laughs. It's gonna be all we're gonna go all over the place, I think, today. It's good. Hey, we had a question come in, mailbag, and it came in. I just saw where'd it go? It says, uh, what are the two principles plans for the summer? Huh. You wanna answer that real quick? Yeah, a little bit of everything, really. Um, just kind of recharging the batteries. Um, I think my wife has a few uh, projects for me to do around the house. <laughs> Kitchen floor, I think I'm going to redo. Uh, maybe a couple of little things. I got to fix our fence in the in the backyard. Walter's destroyed a few things, um, but really just kind of kind of taking it easy. Um, um, continuing to train, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifty miler, yeah. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing too uh, big planned. All right. How about you? Yeah, I, well, I've got my youngest going to graduate, so all three of uh, all three of the kids will be, you know, out, and so Becky and I will probably try to, you know, make sure that that transition goes well for EJ, our youngest, and uh, yeah, same thing, you know. I think, you know, Doc, we were talking before the show. It's just you go so hard uh, during the year. It's you have to come down and take that time for yourself, and so yeah, just we'll probably. You know, head up to the North Shore, do those type of things, work out, just try to stay, kind of even kill projects around the house. Yep. And, you know, for the listeners, we are going to continue to roll yep. out uh, one episode a week on Wednesdays. So we'll be dropping those. So, yeah, that's about it. So let's introduce Doc here and get going. Let's do it. We are excited to have Bob Dockendorf on the show today. Like Jason said, we're going to go go with Doc. Um, Doc is a high school principal at Big Lake High School. He's a relationship-driven leader who prioritizes mental health. It's always great to learn from other leaders, so we want to welcome Bob. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us on today's Two Principles show. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm going to say right off the bat, what a great radio voice. I know. <laughs> he, he does. Yeah, that's phenomenal. He's going to make us look, he's gonna, I don't know, be good. He'll, he'll <laughs> add. He'll add to it. Yeah. So I love it. So uh, we're going to be calling it three principles. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. There you go. Pretty soon. There you go. I love it. <laughs> so, Doc, we have a random question of the show, and sure. so uh, last uh, last uh, episode was um, with Josh Miller. He's a college student at Northwestern, and so the question I asked him was, and this is a question we've asked too, and on the show, but. Um, do you make your bed? So this is just last week's. <laughs> do you make your bed? <laughs> do you make your bed, Doc? I, I do guess. not make my bed. Okay, does your wife I, make your bed? I, well, <laughs> yes, I believe so. I go downstairs with the dogs um, to get the day started, and 
After a few cups of coffee, I come up and That's it's done. Magic. Wow. I don't know if it's my wife or if it's uh, if we've got some gnomes living there or <laughs> leprechauns or but uh, it magically uh happens all right that's awesome well it's good to know that uh somehow your bed gets made and that's great so this this episode's question is just really random i mean if it's almost to the point i don't even know what i'm going to call this but would you rather use a pen or would you rather use a pencil i would rather use a pen okay i think pencils are useless (laughs) i'm just saying okay so a pe- uh, so a pen. So you think pencils are useless. Don't even bother. Well, with and them. here's why. Yeah, I want to know okay. why. Um, you should never erase anything you put down. Cross it out because you never know if you're going to uh, go back. Oh, and good, good because point. if you erase it, you can never. It's kind of that whole brainstorming piece yeah. that you never want to erase it because you may go back to part of that idea, even if it's uh, an hour from now or uh, a year from now. Yeah. Anybody that knows me also knows I save everything. So, and I do go back to those things, but I, that's why I don't like a pencil because you erase things. Huh. And and if it's important enough to write it once, save it. Love it. That's insightful. I like that. How about you, Ken? Uh, what are you? All right, I'm, I'm done. Thanks for, <laughs> yeah, thanks for inviting me. No, uh, you're not done. You just stay seated there. Uh, I I prefer a pencil if it's sharp. If it's perfectly sharp, which doesn't last very long, so therefore, more than likely, I usually use a pen. But there's yeah. something about just a, a nice sharp pencil for like the first, you know, five sentences. I remember. I don't know, Doc, if you remember this, but remember back in I think it was elementary school. You put a, I think it was a quarter, and you you pushed in, and you got I two pen- mechanical yeah. pencils. Oh, you got the mechanical pencils. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. And all those or kind of, you can get the regular number yeah, twos. Number twos. Oh, yep. Yeah. And sometimes they would have like uh, sports logos oh, on yeah. them and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. So yep. I. I, I wanted the Vikings and I got the Broncos. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but they were giving away. They were trying to give away the Broncos <laughs> at that time. But um, anyway, I want to read something here real quick to you. It says um, there have been several surveys and studies conducted over the years to determine people's preferences for writing instruments. Yeah, here are here are some of the findings. <clears throat> According to a survey conducted by YouGov in 2017, 67 percent of people prefer to use pens while 28% prefer pencils, and the remaining 5% said they have no preference. 2019 uh, survey by the National Stationery Week in the UK found that 41% of participants prefer pens, while 26 prefer pencils, and 33% have no preference. And then the last survey here I have was in 2016. This was a poll by the New York Times found that among readers who responded, 60% preferred pens, 40% preferred pencils. So there you go. Earth shattering stuff. Earth, I mean, that is like the most <laughs> random question you're going to get. People, My day is fulfilled. Uh, you know that now. Oh, yeah. More people prefer pens over pencils. So you fit in that category. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Let's, let's All get right. going with some questions. Let's here do this. Uh, what, we're just going to jump right in here, Doc. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Where did sure. you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to college? Uh, how'd you fall into your current position? Just kind of give us a brief overview. All right. So born and raised in Watkins, Minnesota, uh, just down 55, went to Eden Valley Watkins High School. I am one of nine. <laughs> and uh, at this, I have 47 nieces and nephews as of today. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many great nieces and nephews I have. I uh, have two children of my own. Emily and Blake. Emily is a teacher at Buffalo High School, mm-hmm. 
And Blake is a microbiologist, and he's currently, well, he's coming to pick me up soon, <laughs> but he's uh, currently working on uh, cloning proteins. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Very cool. Creepy. I don't know, but. Creepy and he, cool? Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> no. Um, they, uh, good kids. Very good kids. Thank God for their mother. Um, <laughs> and my wife, Paula, she's from uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. She's got uh, eight in her family, so hence right. the two big families. Yeah. And yeah, so um, a little bit about myself. I uh, went to um, played baseball at uh, Fergus Falls Community College, and then at Mankato State, and finished up at Mankato. And uh, then, uh, um, otherwise, I don't know that I was going to go to college. Hmm. I was working on uh, at uh, Cold Spring Granite Company, mm-hmm. and thought that that was. The be all and all, and then one of my friends said, "You got to be." Pl-. I didn't go to school the first uh, try or first semester, and one of my buddies said, "You got to come and play baseball." So that's how I ended up at Fergus Falls, and um, we went on uh, to some national success. It was amazing, um, and then uh, finished my degree at uh, Mankato, and then uh, go Mavs, <laughs> and uh, then I uh, went to. It was really unique because I had an elementary degree, elementary ed, and uh, first interview I had was so unique, and it threw me for a loop. It was uh, at Earl Brown Elementary, Hmm. and uh, I was, you know, first, I've never seen this before, even since. They threw us all in one large room, and it was cutthroat questioning, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy, (laughs) And, uh, and then they put us in small rooms broke us up and then they got us one-on-one and uh the very last question i found this to be so unique um there was a statue with three faces on it and i was asked to interpret what that statue meant and uh so it was a bit unique i didn't get the job okay <laughs> was and it I, because of the answer <laughs> you gave to the no statue? <laughs> actually actually the answer um i gave was because they gave us a tour around the school and it was uh um, very multicultural. Yeah, and uh, I uh, the the carving was um, of an African American boy, and then um, what appeared to be a Native American um, student, and then um, or child, and then looked to be more like a, an English based um, uh, student. And I just said this actually looks like it represents the school. Many many cultures under one. Mm-hmm. Roof, and uh, I thought that was wow. You know, I I was impressed. With, didn't get the job, yeah. um, and then uh, I uh, got asked to the very next very next opportunity. I got asked uh, to be a teacher up at St. Ogs in St. Cloud, where I taught for four years, and I coached uh, girls basketball at St. Cloud Cathedral. Mm. Had a blast. Um, There's still some of my favorite people. Uh, we stay in touch. And then uh, um, my wife got a job um, towards the towards Plymouth, and so because since then we got married, um, my wife got a job in Plymouth, and so we decided to throw out a few applications, and I uh, interviewed at St. Michael Alberville Elementary, one of the elementaries, the same day at Big Lake Middle School. I got offered both jobs, and I'll never forget the principal at who's who I now know. He was I ended up being his assistant principal, okay. at, uh, Glenn Evans, mm. and he ended up uh, saying, 
you don't want to go to St. Michael Albert Fell. And he sold me on Big Lake. But he also had to entice uh, me with being a head baseball coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's how I was in Big Lake. I've been in Big Lake since then, 29 years. Um, I've gone from, I taught sixth grade for a couple of years, got asked to move into the dean of students role, got asked to get my admin, moved into the AP, then uh, principal, and then the superintendent at that time asked me to come up and be principal of the high school. I've been principal of high school now 15 years and absolutely love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Was that brief enough? That was, no, that was, that was good. That was, great. that was good. Tells a little, yeah, that's awesome. People will get to know you a little bit. But let's talk about um, just kind of when you think of when you think of like overall health. What does being a leader in your health and wellness look to you? And, and how do you create those maybe positive habits? Well, the first thing I would say is, um, I, I think when you get into leadership, you think that you have to be it all. Mm-hmm. And you think you have to also, um, if things aren't going well, you have to kind of hide it. And so you don't take care of yourself as much, especially mm-hmm. in the early uh, stages. And uh, But how I try to take care of myself now, and actually I'm excited because I just started walking again. I went Good. through a bad case of uh, I, my kidneys were acting up and uric acid was really high. I ended up getting gout, and if you've ever had gout, oh, my God. So I just had surgery to re- they scrape my bones. So Ooh. now I'm excited. I, this week is the first week I've been able to walk at least a mile at a time. Oh, so I'm excited. So I, I'm looking at doing more of that so I can lose some weight and whatever. I'm trying to take care of myself. But what I would say is how I have been taking care of myself is I'm taking time off. Mm. I'm taking, you know, right before um, – winter break or before Christmas, um, I take a few days and I know that's a crunch time and busy time, but I got to take that. Okay. Cause I know myself, I know Mm -hmm. the patterns. And then like, uh, tonight we're gearing up to head to Red Lake. My, uh, brother who's principal over in Monticello and his son, my son, we've uh, rented a house right on the lake. It's going to be fun. So love it. That's That's great. Things that you're, yeah. Like you said, and being a principal, um, there's so much that's coming at us, right? And it doesn't have to really be a principal. It could be an education, mm-hmm, right? Or correct. anything you're doing. And so you're, you're constantly dealing with things, but you're, you have to step back and take, figure out what it is that's going to help you to keep yourself clear. So I love that. So that's great. Continuing on that path of overall health. Um, there's obviously the, the topic of mental health. I mean, that's one of the, one of the foundations as to why mm-hmm. Jason and I wanted to start this podcast is to, is to just have these conversations and um, really just <laughs> encourage people. It's okay. It's okay to talk about this, and and we're all going through stuff. And um, so that's a big question. But but mental health. What when you hear that term, what what resonates with you? What does that mean to you? Well, the first thing I will say, and and I know you both know this uh, just from conversations I've had. But uh, and I'm very proud to talk about it today. Is I, I've had quite the journey. I, I suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, and I've lived with it my whole life. At times, I didn't recognize it or didn't know what it was. But uh, um, so mental health, it, it's making sure you get enough sleep. It's making sure you get enough uh, uh, proper food. It's getting exercise. It's also giving yourself permission to be wrong. 
mm-hmm. giving yourself permission to say that's okay, or when big issues come, and nobody's and, and it's not. I mean, we think it's big issues because people come in with these major energy, um, th- these energies, depressions or, or impressions, and we always think we got to rise up to that. And it's so important to pause. Mm. As long as nobody's bleeding to death or not breathing, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. So, and and I've been wor- you know I've been talking with my new assistant principal about this. Go in, shut your door, tell them I'll be right back. Give yourself 10 minutes, do a T-chart, do whatever you've got to do, but gather your thoughts because it is not life-changing. Most of what we we, we deal with is not life-changing, I mean, in an instant. Yeah. So you've got, for the mental health, because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, we've got constant pressure coming from um, uh, the, the parents, the students, um, the public, you know, legislators. Um, Mm -hmm. And so mental health is being okay to be okay. Mm -hmm. So how long is it? You talk about, and I really appreciate you opening up and Mm -hmm. talking about depression because there are a lot of people that do suffer with that or maybe they, but they don't want to talk about it or they may, and that's okay, right? You don't, I mean, people don't have to talk about it, but at the same time, what are some things you would share with those that are listening that maybe are struggling with it and are trying to figure out what they need to do? So it took quite a while to, I mean, I even to this day um, had had a best friend and we would we would talk about all different things and then all of a sudden somebody we knew would commit suicide and he would start shaming them. And I'm like, dude, you don't have a clue, okay? But as far as, um, because some people just don't understand, but I have been dealing with it my whole life um, and I would say that Recognize the signs. Um, recognize that it's okay to talk with people. Uh, I'll give you just sort of an example. Um, and, and it really came forward when I, when I became a principal mm-hmm. because, well, an assistant principal first. And there was so much thrown at me so fast. And um, I knew I had some depression, but I thought I could handle it and whatever. But I started to have these patterns of, I would come home and I would crash on the couch and I had no energy, Mm. no energy to get myself up and walk up the stairs. So there would be stretches where I would sleep on the couch. It may last three, four weeks. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, um, and then something in my pattern would change. Um, you know, my, my wife, my kids, um, would recognize it and start trying to snap me out of it, if you will. And, and I, I, it's just, it's a heavy, heavy, heavy feeling. And if you're dealing with it, um, talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Give me a call for Pete's sake. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it got so heavy at one point in time, and I've shared this with, with other people many times, is that um, back on uh, June 20th, 2001, I had uh, spiraled down into the darkest place that I could be. Um, and I, I remember this. I, for the first time ever, I bought a brand-new boat. Very, I'm an I'm a mm-hmm. avid fisherman. Bought my first brand-new boat. Lund, I was so proud of it. I was out fishing on Lake Coronas over by Painesville, and I remember exactly where I was when I'm just going, I feel nothing. Hmm. 
I'm blah. I, I should be the most excited I've ever been. And and it was during that stretch that it just kept spiraling down and spiraling down. And uh, on June twentieth, two thousand one, I uh, made sure that uh, you know my wife is going to work, kids were taken care of. I uh, um, was, had made up my mind I was going to take my shotgun to the um, backyard into the shed. I took a cell phone or not a cell phone, uh, uh, the cordless phone. We didn't have cell phones back then, or at least I didn't if yeah. they were in existence. Um, and uh, walked to the shed, and uh, I brought the phone with. I was going to call um, 911 and uh, end it all. Um, mm-hmm. I was at that dark of a place um, in my life, and uh, on the way out there, my wife called me just out of the blue and uh, asked if I wanted to come to lunch. And uh, I said, yeah, and I broke down crying, and I explained to her, and she's like, do I need to come? No, I'll, let's, I'll come for lunch, and we talked through it. Um, and so that was the deepest, darkest spot mm-hmm. I had ever been. If I didn't get that call from my wife, I wouldn't be here today. That's just a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So I started diving into, um, should I just keep going? Yeah, I, go, I, go, I, yeah. I started diving into, okay, Bob, what do I need to do to recognize it? What do I need to do to be okay with it? What do I need to do to stop hiding it? Um, and I'll tell you what, the first thing I did was we got a, I got the first um, counselor that I could. Mm-hmm. It was up in St. Cloud. Great person. However, um, it's tough to talk about for a while, you know? And, uh, and so there were good sessions to start out with. And then I remember walking out into the, um, the waiting area, and there sat one of my students. Mm. I was so embarrassed, I quit going. Mm. I quit going, and um, I, I just I couldn't get myself to do it anymore because the, the stigma at that time was mm-hmm. you just must uh, not have all your marbles. You must, you know, and uh, it, it just wasn't okay. So I went through a few things, and, and then I started medicating myself with drinking. Mm. Um, yeah, I was your stereotypical uh, um, weekend drinker, mm-hmm. you know, burying everything deeper and deeper. And then uh, um, uh, one day my daughter uh, gave me a card, and um, in the card it said uh, something to the effect, Daddy, I wish you were okay. Mm-hmm. And it just broke my heart, and so I tried propping myself up again and getting myself going. And um, so I decided I was going to do it again. I was going to go to counseling, whatever. And again, it was good to start with, but they wanted to medicate me right away. Mm. And they put me on um, Zoloft, okay? And if you know anything about some of the meds, it does different things to you, uh, puts you kind of in a somewhat of a catatonic state. You just kind of blah and they weren't really good at checking the doses at the time. And so they're like, okay, you know, well, I didn't like going through life in a, in a, just sort of a fog. The other thing too is, you know, I'm a, a young man and I did something too, to, uh, my libido. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which then also added to the depression. It's like, seriously. Okay. And, uh, so we continued down that path. Um, and uh, I finally couldn't take taking the meds anymore because I didn't like who I was. 
Um, so I went off that for a while, for quite a while, actually. And uh, then I ended up uh, um, back on the couch. Usually it was at winter break, mm-hmm. and it was usually end of school year. I would have some weekend things, but that's when you'd fall off the cliff is what I call yeah. it because stimulation, 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 stop, and then you just crash. And, uh, you know, it, it just was tough. So, and, and I found I always had this pattern of uh, crash on the couch. I, I tune myself out of my own family's life, not by choice, by I couldn't take the heaviness. Mm. It was just so heavy, and uh, and then had to get to work. So I'd prop myself up for the morning, had a routine, got up real early so that I could maybe have some coffee, do the things, you know, and slowly get myself going, and my mask was back on, and I could put on. In fact, there were so many people that when um, I ended up sharing this publicly, they were like, really? I was one of them, Bob. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and... Um, I'm good at faking being good. I'll tell you what, to this day though, now I am good. I'm better than I ever have been. And and I'm excited about it. But I've learned things that I have to do. Um, I've learned that you got to have some people to help you when, when you're starting to slide down. Who can you call? To, I, I call it just snap, helping you snap out of the initial spiraling down. Mm-hmm. I have some great people. My one, my sister, Jean, no questions asked. She's up in St. Cloud, no questions asked. She just knows why I'm calling. Okay. I mean, I call her other times, sure, um, but she knows why I'm calling and it's just to snap me out of it. Okay. I also um, can gauge things in this day and age now after going through so much and being aware of it and actually talking to a lot of people, and I mean people that have it, people that have reached out to me after I've uh, come come out publicly with it. Um, but I, I use the the weather scenario. You know, we've got a, a, a watch, a warning, and then, I mean, all hell is breaking loose, yeah. okay? And so I gauge my things on, or it's an advisory, a watch, and a warning. And I'll tell you what, um, I, I am so good at gauging myself I know exactly what I need to do. I'm not a doctor, but I will tell you what really helps me is starting to drink a lot of water. I don't know if it's the electrolytes or what it is. When I start spiraling, and I can tell when I am, you know, besides the phone call, I start drinking a lot of water. And I drink a lot of water to begin with Mm because of my kidneys. But there's something with, and I don't know if it's a distraction. I don't know, but it works for me. I drink you know, I'll, I'll drink probably four 20 ounces. Just there's something in that. And I don't know what it is for me, but that works. Um, I, uh, it, it was so cool. A few years ago, I got asked to, um, do a presentation up in big lake for the community. And it's been so good for me as well, but I've had so many people come out of the, the larger community in the area to talk with me about it. I had some of my students there. Um, they they had lost some some family members over time due to suicides, and it was so moving, and it has opened up so much for me. And so I am thankful one that my wife called me, mm-hmm. two that I'm here today to be able to talk about it and say it's okay, and and I, I just I'm in a better spot 
Aside from being 57, no. <laughs> no, I, I just, the journey I've been on and um, thinking I was so alone for so long and it's so dark and so heavy that if you do experience it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was Go going to say, Doc, I, you know, knowing you, I've known you for a while now, mm-hmm. and I, prior to this, you know, like you said, the mask, whatever, but when you shared it with me, I remember you sharing this with me, and then you also shared the video of when you went and shared it with the public. And um, I just want to say, you know, thank you. You know, people that are able to share this so others can hear from somebody who has gone through this or is dealing with this and here's how they're doing. Um, it's amazing. And I would just say... Uh, and to see where you are now and just the way you talk about it and how you are just open about it, it's it's really it's really cool. And I'm glad that you are able to do that because I think a lot of people out there, they might not want to, and that's okay for them. But for you, more people need to understand and, and hear that and feel that, that, you know, what you've gone through and what you've done and to know that it, it's okay and you're okay. It, it, it's so okay because you are who you are. And here's the thing. If you break your leg, you're going to go get a cast, see a doctor. People will see that. They'll hold the door for it, whatever. It's the same thing. It's just you can't necessarily see it. Even though I will say this, you think people can't see that, mm-hmm. but the people around you do see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the ones you wear the mask for. I'm talking your immediate family. I'm talking the ones that when the door closes, you're around. I mean, my five-year-old daughter. I mean, I still have the card, and I have a picture of it here. Um, it just, you know, they see it. Yeah. And so um, let them help you. Mm-hmm. Let them help you. Can I say one thing here? Just because yep. um, if there's anybody listening right now, and I think, and Doc, you could say something too, but, you know, if you are... If you or someone you know is in crisis and need of immediate help, you know, here's some resources. There's the crisis text line and you can text, you know, MN for Minnesota to 741-741. And so again, if you, if you or someone you know is in crisis, you know, you can, you can again, text Minnesota to 741-741. Otherwise there's the national 988 suicide and crisis lifeline. So all you have to do there is uh, dial 988. So again, other things that you would share with people to, again, like you said, maybe go see somebody or... I, the one thing I'll say about going and see, seeing somebody, and, and I've shared this with um, many people, and they're like, yeah, that's why I don't go, is it's, it's like trying to find a trainer that works for you. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to find the right doctor. It's like trying... Don't just go to someone because they're so busy. Don't just, I mean, if it's crisis, do what it's got to do right away. Yeah. But find the right one. I've had um, three now, and I will tell you what, my second one, eh, I wouldn't recommend them for, for I don't know if I want to say anybody, but yeah. uh, maybe there's a fit somewhere. But the first one and this last one, because I still go. Mm-hmm. I go probably, I go when I need to, when, when I talk about the weather front, when I'm uh, passing the watch and heading into the warning, I right away schedule it. And she has been amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my gosh, there have been times when and, and she'll say, "Do I need to hospitalize you?" And uh, there was only one time where I said no, and this was probably in the last three years. Uh, something tragic went on in my life that uh, I started spiraling, and I couldn't. I know I couldn't. I, I knew I couldn't handle it myself, so I started going. Uh, I mean, I went two, three times a week. And to one point in time, um, I knew, and, and, and I'm a gun owner, I knew that we had to clear the house of guns. Not because I thought for sure I would do something, it's because the thoughts started happening. Mm-hmm. And when you get into that dark spot and you get into that spiraling, sometimes that bad decision only takes 30 seconds. And so that's why when I say, um, I have my sister I can call. I have a couple others, but my sister has always been there. She knows even if I call or text, she's going to answer 24-7, and she's good at it. She's not going to pass judgment. Right. There's a lot of people say, oh, don't do that. You know, she just knows I'm calling and wants to talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, so just you know, probably about three years ago, I went through just a, another bad, but I didn't. I, I just knew we had to take some things out of the house, and we did. And then I got to a good spot in about a month and a half, two months, and we brought him back. Mm-hmm. But I know that about myself. Um, and uh, we were in the warning area, and it was time to, you know, I was spiraling, but I, I know about it. Um, the other thing about, um, um, and, and, and it's okay to admit to yourself that you're not okay at that time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, no matter what, because you'll hear all kinds of things from all kinds of people. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Be who you are mm-hmm. and, and, uh, get some help. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just going and talking to, um, a, a good friend that's non-judgmental, mm-hmm. go talk about it. So, yeah. and I would say too, doc, and we've, we've had other um, folks on and we've had mental health therapists on clinicians whole holistic practitioners but I think the big thing that I've heard is that you got to find the right fit right mm-hmm. and you said Amen. it perfectly just because you go to one person and it doesn't work doesn't mean that it's never going to work you might have to go try a second person maybe mm-hmm. a third person and I think that is so important for people to understand that it's gonna you got to find that right fit the other thing I will say is because to this day, and I know um, my doctor doesn't think um, anyone should be on um, uh, antidepressants that long, but we found that I am on a fraction of a fraction of, um, it's in the family Zoloft, but it's, um, or the Zoloft family, but I take such a small dose and it keeps me very level. And it took for, and it dawned on myself and my, my therapist to just say, I have a very good doctor, mm-hmm. um, and I've known him for a long time, and I thought, let's bring the two together. That's mm. me advocating for myself and saying, let's bring the two together and let's discuss. We came up with a really good plan to land on that fraction of a fraction of uh, 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 med. And what it is, and this is going to sound funny, but I t- take a whole one, which is the lotus dose, and I take a razor blade, or a, uh, sure. and I cut it into fourths, and I take a fourth of it. That's all I need to stay, you know, mm-hmm. to keep everything balanced. Yeah, and uh, it works for me, and it works great. 
I'm curious, um, how old were you when you were either first diagnosed with depression or when you first started realizing maybe I have depression? I would say I was probably um, in college when I would just bury myself in alcohol. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a depressant. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I... I had everything under booze, everything. And in fact, um, and, and it's because of my kidneys, but it's also because of the depression. I haven't drank in eight years. I'm not not, I, I'm not, not condoning drinking. I'm just saying that's what I needed to do sure. too because I realized there's the ups and the downs. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to deal with depression and you're also drinking, yeah, you're riding the you're riding the waves, mm -hmm. yeah. and you never know where that bottom bottom where bottoms out. And so um, again, I and and I'll tell you this: when you quit drinking, your friends think you are an, an oddity, <laughs> yep. and they they ostracize you not because they don't like you; they don't know what to do with you. Yeah, they don't know. Um, if we're going to be secretly passing judgment on them, <laughs> or they don't know if, you know, but now they have found that, because I can go in a, I don't have to be drunk. I can go interact with anyone and have fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a bit of an instigator. <laughs> um, so uh, that being said, I get to be their sober cab and they yeah. love it. Yeah. But it's taken a long time for them to not be weirded out yeah. with yeah. me not drinking. Yeah. So. I think that's great. And I think it's great just for, to understand that you can be around people who drink or not drink. And you got to make that decision what's going to work for you and uh, friends around. Because if, if they're truly your friends, they're going to stick by Absolutely. you. Right? Oh, yeah. Because yep. then you know that they're not your friends if they're going to be whatever. Right. So that's, that's, right. that's fantastic. Hey, let's, um, <clears throat> again, I appreciate what you're sharing and um, just uh, the message that you have and your story and, um, you know, where you're at and where you are now. I just, I love that. But I want to, I want to get into a little bit of social media. Sure. Right. Cause as a, as a building <laughs> principal, right. <laughs> we've been a part of this thing for, for oh, yeah. a while now, but so the question, the <laughs> so the question is <clears throat> number one, doc, are you staying up to date with the latest, latest social media platforms? Maybe what platforms are you on? Who do you follow? And then we've got some follow-up questions there that I want to ask you. I, the, the only one that I'm really on is Facebook. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, I, I love staying in touch with people that I've ever... I, I, this is going to sound hokey, but I really subscribe to the fact that I believe people's paths cross for a reason. Mm. I really do that. And so um, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, we're friends. We're friends, and so often I will uh, interact when I pick up a phone, call someone, or even like when I greeted you tonight. Yeah. It's my friend. How yeah. you doing? Yeah. Because because yeah. um, and you don't have to sit and spend a lot of time on a regular basis to still be friends. You're friends, and right. uh, you mean a lot to me. And I know that vice versa because when I put out put something out, I, I'll get several hundred responses, and uh, it, it's amazing. I tr I don't put things in there like. Um, I just went to the cupboard to get to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it was the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich in all the land. No, I, you know, like um, I'll put pictures from my fishing trip coming up, provided we catch fish. Yeah. Blake, 
Joel, Michael, that's on you guys. Okay. Um, Cause my back gets sore carrying you. Um, no, it's, I, and I love Facebook. I, I really do. In fact, um, it was really cool. One of my former students who graduated probably, oh, I don't know, 2002-ish, 2004-ish, somewhere in there, um, reached out, saw that I got my tickets for Stained coming up in September, um, and he's like, dude, can we, I, I'm going, can we meet up? Absolutely. Sure. And I, I will say this, and it's real important, um, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly, of the thousands and thousands of students that I've had come through my school or our school is there's never been a single one I haven't liked. And I say that honestly, it's their choices I could do without. And so if you come into my office right behind me on my whiteboard, it says failure is an event, not a person. And if you can really grasp that, um, it's pretty freeing Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. And also welcoming. Yeah. So that's awesome. What do you think about like, you know, we talk a lot about, a, you know, there's addiction to these smartphones, mm-hmm. right? I mean, these kids are growing up, they're on them. They're right? oxygen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally right? take them away and whatever. But what are some things, in your opinion, that we can maybe do uh, or advice or things you would share to, like, maybe parents or kids or others just about that addiction piece with their cell phone? So the first thing I would say is it's like any other addiction. Sit down and have a conversation. Uh, own it, Okay. Um, and, and we're not with addiction. We're not here to pass judgment. We're here because for example, like when we have, and and I'm not saying we have the perfect plan, but when we have students that are so tied to their phone, I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, they almost break down throwing Mm -hmm. a fit when you take it from them or, um, and we talk about it and I, I, I always do this so that they can see and they still have some control. I will say, here's the deal right now. It's getting in the way of your learning. Would you, you know, I talk mm-hmm. about all that. I'm sure you guys all do that. But what I do is I put their cell phone, I, I make them turn it off. I put their cell phone in a manila envelope. I tape it shut. And then I do what, and I don't know where I saw this from, but I take um permanent marker and I mark so they can see that we aren't going to go look at it. So those mm-hmm. lines still match up. Sure. And when they come back, if the lines don't match up, then they can yeah. jump all over me they want. Something about that, I don't know, it's weird, but something about that gives them trust mm-hmm. that we're not going to invade their 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 information or their space or whatever. So that works for me in school. Now, I've seen others try that, and they the delivery isn't there, right, yeah. so they mess it up. But I would say when we talk about the addiction, it's like anything else. Um, first, we all have to own it, because I'll tell you what, if the kids are addicted to their phone... The adults are too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see it in my own house. Mm-hmm. And like fantasy baseball, fantasy football, I'm as guilty as anyone. <laughs> so um, instead of yelling or doing what, sit down and have a conversation. They're young adults. They may be just kids, younger ones. Right. Educate them. Right. Talk about it. Yeah. So well, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Really good advice. What do you think about like we, we've been kind of going down a little bit trying to figure out this whole AI and chat GPT <laughs> and stuff. So Doc... I mean, it's not going to go away, right? Nope. It's here to stay, but right. yet there's... What do you What do you got to say about that? I'm going to probably upset uh, some people here. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we're going to talk about cheating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is it cheating or is it collaborating? 
Is it uh, taking initiative? Is it? And the, what I try to say, and I know I, I'm going to upset people here because, by gosh, they should learn it. Well, let's hold on for a second, okay? When I write a letter, a recommendation letter or whatever, I rob from Peter to pay ball, mm-hmm. Paul. I dig into because I want to put the best thing forward, okay? We do it all the time, and we call it collaborating, or we call it um, borrowing, or we call it, for example, two teachers teaching the same thing, and one will do the lesson planning, and they'll just hand it over to the other. Mm-hmm. Is that cheating? Is that it's maximizing their time, okay? Because even in the AI programs, from what I've experienced, mm-hmm. um, you still have to put in some of the con. I mean, you got to put in content, and the rest is just the nice little decorate, decorative ribbon all the way around. So I would argue that cheating is becoming obsolete. Now, I'm not talking a math test. I'm not talking, okay, I'm talking when you're writing things. Um, So there are going to be people up in arms. I've had this thoughtful discussion with many of my staff. And no, I'm not on the dark side. I'm trying (laughs) to be open-minded because I'm a digital immigrant, okay? Mm -hmm. I am not a digital native, Mm -hmm. okay? And so if I can try to be open-minded and and hear where they're coming from, um, and let's work with with them and with the new ideas and not villainize them, because I think we're going to have more problems if we villainize them. That just comes from my perspective. I think that's a great perspective. Mm -hmm. Totally, and I would agree with that. And and, uh, like you said, it's not going away. It's something that uh, we share this is that we got to figure out how to how to use it or how to make it work for us because in education, how can we make it work for our staff, for our building, for our students, all that stuff. So let's right. let's try to learn it and grow with it and figure out how it can utilize. Maybe it can make us do our jobs better too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So well, and let's be honest; it's no different than than a student. You know, all the students have laptops. Yep. Right. It's a great tool, but you still got to use it. You still got to use it the right way, and it can be a Big distraction for so I'm students. I'm gonna tell you a right? story so. of when I was in high school. Yes, I graduated in 1985, and the calculators were the <laughs> newest <laughs> evil. And by God, you can't use your uh, calculator yeah. on any tests. You're using them all the time now. Yeah. And and so we need to get away from the rote learning. We need to get away from the, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. We just need to grow and work with them. And, and again, sit down with the, the students and say, all right, with this AI, and I love Corwin Cronenberg. Have you ever? Mm-mm. Okay. He, 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 early on, he, I, I, I really followed his work, and it was it's above the line, below the line. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. And yeah. then bottom line. Yep. So yeah. I use that with students still to this day and with teachers. All right, we're all wound up about this. As we plan... What would be above the line things that we can all accept? What would be below the line? And then what is a b- bottom line we're not doing? It, it fits for everything. Mm-hmm. And so I would do the same thing. All right, Johnny, Sally, or whatever. Um, what would be above the line of stuff that's acceptable working with AI? They're smart. They'll tell you. Okay. Um, and then what is below the line that we probably shouldn't tinker with too much and then what is bottom line Mm -hmm. okay they know and they can help lead so i love that 
I think that's fantastic. Shout out to Carwin Cronenberg. Sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, moving on to, we've alluded a little bit uh, about this already um, somewhat, but work-life balance. Um, that's, you know, that's a term that's been thrown around forever, right? Um, everybody does it different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a different plan. Everybody's got a different routine, a different approach. Um, what does your approach to work-life balance look like? And, and what advice would you give somebody trying to find some of that? So a few things. And, and you know, you, you learn along the way. And there are a few things that I, when I first got into administration, I literally was there until everything was done and set for the next day. What a fool. <laughs> I would, I'd literally... Um, Does that actually happen? Does it actually get done? <laughs> and set up so that you're ready to rock and roll the next day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Seven, eight o'clock on a regular basis. Oh, I mean, oh, you... And, and very proud of that. I'm now going to... And then the first thing you walk in, you got your first variable, and that all goes to hell. <laughs> Heck. Excuse. You can say hell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so... But I did that for so long, and then someone said, you know... Start for the next half of the year. Why don't you cut it in half and, and leave by five? Okay? Oh, my God, they killed me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, there's stuff that's going to be undone. <laughs> yes. And then uh, somebody else told me uh, a little while later, maybe a year or two, said, here's what I do. They said, even though I know there's just piles of stuff that aren't going to be finished, I turn around before I walk out my door and I say to my stuff, stay. Okay? And uh, so I had to do that for a while. Now I don't. I just kind of turn and smile. But um, that works. Okay? I'll be back. <laughs> and then if you ask me today, because here's the thing. I've also learned, and, and one of my uh, really good friends, uh, much, much older person (laughs) um, told me that uh, 24 hours takes care of a lot. You don't have to jump on it. Mm. You will become, um, everybody will expect you to be at their beck and call 24-7. So there's intent behind a lot of stuff that sits there because lo and behold, 24 hours does take care of it. (laughs) And they aren't as needy and they aren't, but I also have learned, and I just said this the other day to my assistant principal and dean of students, I said, you know what? As long as I can stay two weeks behind at the furthest, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Now, there are things that you have deadlines and you have to yeah. get done, but even those are not going to be life-altering. Right. It's okay. As long as you're getting your stuff done eventually, and I'm not saying months drag it out. Right, right. But... I have also learned I make better decisions that way mm. because I have time to just process it yeah. and pause about and think about it. And I'm not thinking about it, but all of a sudden it'll hit me. Yeah, It's weird, but it is okay to let it set. So, Yeah, that would, mm. you know, <clears throat> Kevin and I will, what I guess we would, what I would say, and he would probably say the same thing is that, this is probably the biggest struggle for people is to to figure out, you know, the work piece. The like you're saying, do I stay late? Do I do all these things? And then I got to go home and I got to check in and maybe I got to be a 
uh, I got to be husband, wife. Oh, I got to yeah. be, you know, a Taxi, mom, dad, yeah, all that stuff. Wallet. Yeah, all that stuff. And then how do I do all that stuff and keep all that stuff going and to make sure that you, and then t- try to take care of yourself too, to find all that balance. So that's probably been the biggest thing that we've learned here is that we can talk like leadership strategies. We can talk uh, stress <laughs> management strategies. <laughs> we can talk mental health, physical health, all the things you can do. But then it's to try to put it into practice, right? right. With everything you're doing. And so I like that, uh, you know, and you and, and doc, you've been around a while. So oh, you, yeah. you know that, these things that hey, this is what's worked for me, and and you've been mentoring, you know, other other folks along the way too. So I think that's really good advice. This also makes me think about my own situation where I've felt all those things, and I think one of the things for me that creeps into my mind is is being judged. Oh you know, yeah, you know, am I am I am I holding up my end of the, the bargain and all that kind of stuff? But then I one thing that I've kind of taught myself and and come to think about over the years is. Okay, I'm doing that, but you know what? So is everybody else. <laughs> like, they're not paying attention to me because they're worried about people paying attention to them. <laughs> we all just need to just give ourselves a break, give each other a break. We're doing the best we can. And and yeah, I just I just think that's great. The biggest question that I always ask myself when I start, because I I'm still human and I get yeah. to those points. I'm like, what will actually happen? If I don't get it done. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Right. One, you got to mess up pretty big or on a regular basis to not be back at your job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying slack. I'm just saying cut yourself a yeah. break. Yeah. And, you know, well, it's, it's kind of funny because I know and <laughs> my counselors are amazing, um, but at times I know I frustrate them because... Um, nothing in a schedule is written in stone from my lens. Yeah. That if a student, it's we're here because of them, not the other way around. And if they want to all of a sudden change for the right reasons, you know, not because of friends in another, but if they can come in and advocate properly for themselves and say, you know what, this just wasn't what I thought it was, I'd like to try this. We do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're it's their experience, and you can read through all the other BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, and and so we need to do that ourselves too. Yeah, and say you know this isn't written in concrete, and, and to be able to laugh at ourselves more. Oh my God, <laughs> we laugh. That's the one thing that uh, you know, and my sister principal's new, and I know. And, and my dean of students is new, and, and I know they didn't, uh, they do now, but they didn't know how to take me because, <laughs> um, one, how can, when there's issues going on, how can I stay right here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, okay. I'm No, I'm not going to get too wound up. Nope, I'm going to think this through. Nope, I'm going to. Uh, I love it because uh, um, uh, my assistant principal came in probably about a month ago, and we've got a lot of hires all of a sudden. We got retirements, we've got relocations, we've got, okay. And we needed to, we ended up needing to hire 12. And oh my gosh, when are we going to do this? I said, just calm down. It's going to be all right. I'm going to put it out in the atmosphere that we are going to find the right people. We are down to one after a month. And uh, it's so true. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the uh, the piece I think to it. You just said there, Doc, is to laugh and not take yourself so seriously, and to uh, and that's I think as you go through life, you have to laugh, you have to have fun, you have to find those ways to do that. So I run with that. scissors for Pete's sake! <laughs> oh my gosh! Now some of you I know aren't very coordinated, so put some rubber tips on the end, okay? Oh, man. But, but live yeah. dangerously, yeah. Hey, real quick, talking about work-life balance, um, you, you talked a little bit about getting back into walking. Yeah. Um, is that that's kind of a routine that you're trying to get back yeah, into? Yeah, so there was a stretch where I was really doing well with my health. I mean, yeah. just health, because I was a really sick child. I spent five years in intensive care. Okay. Um, I had eight tubes coming out of me. My kidneys are both partially dead. Um, I have artificial ureter tubes. Um, lived with eight tubes coming out of me. Um they gave me the last rites. They told my wow. parents two different occasions I wouldn't live to make it through the night. And it's kind of funny because my mom tells the story of uh, how when she, uh, after the second time um, they had said, go, get ready, he's not going to make it through the night. She said she, she, she knelt down and prayed by me and said, take him. I, you know, he suffered enough, whatever. It's funny because that's when I started making this miraculous turnaround. <laughs> oh, my God, they didn't want me. <laughs> <laughs> or my work is still not done. Yeah, exactly. you still got, so, you got, you got work well, to and do. Well, and then when I was 16, they sat me down and, and literally said, I have a life expectancy of 30. Well, I'm 50, just about 57. Man, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so... I don't think I answered your question. What was your question again? Oh, my question uh, was just about routines. routines. Oh. Morning. Yeah, so where I was going was, yeah. and so I was very active. I played a, a very high level of sports for, yep. for a long time, and then I was playing basketball on an NBA night uh, with a couple other principals, and and uh, I was coming down the lane, and actually that was 100-some pounds ago and, and <laughs> years ago, but um, – and. We went. We called it a fast break. It really wasn't. But, okay, <laughs> as fast as we could go. And I took a shot, and I knew it was going to be off, so I went to grab the rebound. Yeah. And I came down, and my leg snapped uh, this way, tore my meniscus, uh, blew my uh, um, quad tendon, and my um, uh, anterior cruciate. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was not good. And that's when the it hurt so much to start, yeah. And then I and then I was putting on weight because I was sitting around more and stuff. It's no excuse. That's the reality of it. Yeah. And then I got into a really good routine, and I was starting to really uh, feel good and lose weight. And then the health again decided to say, "Hello, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, we got some things we want to talk about." Yeah. And uh, and then it put set me back again, and and so, but I'm not giving up. Right. I'm I'm. I'm actually going to, um, my goal is to at least um, once every two weeks mow my entire lawn by push more. Mm. So I just am setting some goals for sure, myself. That's great. And, and, and walking uh, every day. Um, but again, I'm on a limit yet. I, I'm excited that I'm in real shoes. I'm out of my boot. Yeah. I'm in real shoes and not dress shoes yet, but I'm in real shoes. Yeah. So. But anyways, yeah, so I'm going to, I got a plan for myself and, and, and I'm not too hard on myself when that plan fails, because guess what? I'm human. Yep. Give yourself forgiveness and, and be okay with it. Yep. So, and, and honestly, what other people think about you, it, it's their business. <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it's, it's almost arrogance to 
be concerned with what other yeah. people are thinking about. Yeah. And I know with social media, yeah. it's right there in our face all the time. Yeah. I, uh, I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed because I can't tell you how many times I tell students, listen to me, if you can figure out how to live by this, you'll be much happier. What someone else thinks about you is none of your business. It isn't. No. Get over yourself. Yep. <laughs> it's none of your business. So true. Yeah. So true. Love it. Love it. Hey, let's talk uh, leadership. You know, Doc, I know you. Um, what what does that what does leadership mean to you? And how do you build and sustain a positive culture? So um, first thing I would say is leadership is doing what is necessary for what you're leading for. For example, I'm the principal of Big Lake High School. Our clientele is slightly different than Rogers. Mm -hmm. Similar, but slightly different. Our clientele is different than Monticello, than Becker. Similar, but different. And so I need to lead. So it's a, okay, what do we value? What do we need? What, you know, and our data really shows that if you really look at your data. And I'll never forget looking at, because you know we do a lot with work-based learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I, I learned early on, and actually it's kind of funny because the, the date sticks in my head when I realized it. It was April 27, 2012. It was the first time I realized about our data. And it's no different in, in the area or most of Minnesota that out of 10 kids sitting in your classroom, four will never go on to a four-year or two-year mm -hmm. degree. Six will, but only two will graduate. We can do a better job. Mm -hmm. And and without getting on my soapbox, because I'm very passionate about it, we've done a lot of great things. Um, but the one thing is making it okay to, to not go to college does not mean we still have more college classes. We have more. We still cultivate that. But that's what schools traditionally have always been. So it's about bringing up the other side. And I'm excited because we now... Um, uh, working with, I'm on MESSP's board, as yep. you guys know, um, and uh, working with Danette Saboy, yep. um, we're going to be starting a Minnesota Technical Honor Society mm. um, to bring up that other side. Yeah. It's legit. We also, I was told for seven years, we couldn't uh, do heavy equipment operation. We, this fall, we did heavy, op heavy equipment operation on our school footprint over by <laughs> our soccer fields. Um, we had some great, great partners, RDO, Vite, Brennison, um, you name it. And we hit That's it out of the amazing. park. And the cool thing is there are several other schools duplicating that now because yeah. one of the main hurdles was insurance. And I don't know about you, but we're not going to do things halfway because right. I don't care whether they're going to gym class or um, out to the shop or whatever. We're not going to put kids... In, in unsafe situation. Right. We're just not. So get over that. Come up with a great plan, and let's do it. Again, run with scissors. <laughs> um, again, I don't know if I answered it uh, fully. Yeah, or, yeah. no, you, you, you did. did. In your leadership is passion, relationships, Absolutely. connections, always trying to push and, 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 and create things and, and do innovative things. And I see that uh, coming through you. Let's talk a little bit about the burnout and the challenges, because I know in education, oh, yeah. that's what we hear a lot about. You know, people want to leave. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be education. It could be any field, but people are burnt out. They're stressed out. They're facing challenges. What's some advice? What are some things you could share with people about that? 
The one thing, and I, I really think, and, and here's the thing, my staff want to be there, mm -hmm. and they want to work with me. They just do, and we cultivate that. And uh, to that point, no matter what, there's still going to be a few. I have some that I can give everything on a gold platter, and it's not gold enough. And and But that helps me, too, grow. Mm -hmm. Okay, So I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying. But teachers are inherently perfectionists. They are. And so a lot of that, and I'm not downplaying, but a lot of it is brought on themselves. Mm -hmm. They also didn't get into it to deal with confrontation. Mm -hmm. They got into it to deal with education. And so there's more confrontation now than there ever has been because we, our teachers, all of us in education, are so easy accessible, easily accessible. And it distracts from educating does not mean we should not be available. But think back to, it used to be we had conferences a couple times a year. Right. And then we would reach home if we needed to, but we worked through everything. And now um, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Every community has the, you know, like we have the Big Lake Forum. Yeah. I don't subscribe to it, but everybody tells me when I'm being raked over the coals on it. But... <laughs> Um, one, one, we're not going to be perfect and it's okay if Johnny or, or Sally or whoever, um, isn't okay. Meaning that we, we had to put them in their place. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, and then everybody has to be, they're either a victim or they're, uh, and that's the, that's the tough thing as a teacher, get over your victimness. Okay. And, uh. I was joking today, uh, talking to a middle school principal, and I, I asked him. I said, "Do you still have that uh, little uh, library where you can pick up books? You know, the where where the neighborhoods would." Play? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, I, "I I just this time of the year, everybody needs a medal. So I have all these boxes of old medals. <laughs> I want to put build this uh, come grab a medal oh, and a sure. ribbon box, just like the library. Yeah. So, anyways, back to your question." is this, that um, the burnout is there because we are not just under the microscope. We are under the, the strongest microscope out there, 24-7. That fries anybody out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how we can sustain. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know how we can sustain it. I think you really, that was a really good point you made about how teachers got into this profession to teach. Mm-hmm. That's that. That was the passion that led them to it. But but you're right. We're seeing a level of confrontation mm -hmm. higher than we've ever seen before, and um, it takes its toll. Or the expectations yeah. that are coming down on all of us. Right? You're gonna do this. You have to do this. You have to take care of this. Now you now we're gonna add this too to it, mm -hmm. where it's a lot more than teaching and the educating part of it. I mean we're doing all sorts of things. We, we, it's, it's obnoxious. I'd be surprised if we're really teaching a full year's worth of teaching. All right. Yeah. I, I'd be willing to bet we're only we're on trimesters, mm -hmm. maybe two trimesters worth if mm -hmm. we strip down everything else that we're doing. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, and I'm not, I know I'm a dinosaur, but all the years in observing whether we, whether you had 
this tool or this tool mm-hmm. or this PD or this PD or whatever. And I'm not saying we shouldn't grow and learn, but good teaching has never changed. Mm-hmm. You have all the components in there. Why is, and we all have them, why do these two teachers never have an issue with mm-hmm. anything? And their numbers are always so good. And I believe, number one, it's, it's uh, um, unconditional acceptance of who walks in that door. Mm-hmm. And I try as often as I can to be out front and say, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Good to see you. Then, of course, I'll joke around and say, when they don't say something, well, good morning, Mr. Dockendorf. How are you today? <laughs> well, I'm fine. Thank you. And they laugh. But um, I try to get out there as often as I can. Yeah. Sometimes I go through stretches where I can't get out there. But when I'm out there, um, they smile. They're part of. And so, I don't know. So Yeah. yeah. No, I, have a, I have a question for you, Doc. Yeah. Um, it's about leadership, and it's about your personal wellness journey. Mm-hmm. How has that journey changed you over the years as a leader? For the first thing I would say is I laugh a lot more. Okay. I'm okay when I make a mistake. I just go, that was foolish. What can I do so it doesn't happen again? I don't I try not to well dwell on it and I don't. I'm pretty good at it. Um, there are times when I really make a mess and I really laugh, but then I take a walk around the building and figure <laughs> out how I'm gonna mop it up and whatever. I, I I know there are times people say, well, he's not serious. I am so serious. We run a good show. We really do. But I don't have to be at that pinnacle of stress and energy that comes in. And it was really cool when when um, one of our secretaries at the high school took the lead job over at the middle school. And it never dawned on me, but she gave me a card. This was a handful of years ago. She gave me a card and she, it, she said, Doc, the one thing that always stands out or stood out to me is when ever, when there were crises, you got calmer. Yeah. And that's just it. We don't raise to the energy. Mm-hmm. Stay there. Stay, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. I have my moments, you know. The other thing that I think is really cool, and, and, and maybe you guys do this, I allow my staff to come in and shut the door and dump their truck. But it's not their issue. It's not my issue. It's ours to solve together. So they know they have to come in with a solution or say, I will come back with a solution. Right now, I just need that. And I always say, these walls have heard it all. The door's shut. Let's have it out. I mean, not an argument. I mean, we can argue and whatever, but we're in this together. And I know there are so many that use that. There are also a few, and they know who they are. They know I'm going to say, what's your solution? And they'd rather not because they know then they're going to be, and it's just dumping their truck. And sure. So, but yeah. uh, it's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. It's healthy to, and there are times I have to dump my truck. Yeah. I, I got some really good principals that I work with and other staff that I just go, all right, you know, we need to talk. And uh, we end up laughing so hard. So anyways. That's good. I, I just, I would imagine your leadership has changed over the years due to your, your personal journey, and, and I just think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tomorrow's promise to no one, and it really yeah. is. And uh, dance. Yeah. I mean, if you see, I mean, you guys see me. I, I'm not going to be a great dancer, but <laughs> I dance. I always joke that uh, 
I, I don't karate. I don't know karate, but I always <laughs> throw it in there and, you know. Uh, all right. Let's move <laughs> A question about role models. Who impacted you in your life? Who was a mentor? Um, maybe there was more than one significant well, people. First of all, um, I, my mom is amazing. Nine kids. I've never seen, I, I've seen her have multiple jobs and not complain about it. I've seen she's 87 right now. God bless her. Um, I had an older brother, or I still have an older brother, but uh, when I went to school in Watkins, it was St. Saint, uh, Saint Anthony's of Watkins, and uh, my oldest brother was my teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah, because <laughs> with, with a large family, there's yeah. such a, you know, I'm seventh sure. out of nine, and he's number one. Sure. So, and then... Uh, um, and then, how did he grade you? Yeah, I was gonna say he grade? was hard. On him. <laughs> oh, really? He was a jerk. <laughs> yes, Don. Oh, no, man. and he he would admit it too. But uh, I I think because after me it was uh, my brother Joe got into education too, mm -hmm. and uh, um, we're both principals. Um, and then hit Joe's daughter got into education. Yep. My daughter got into education. So it's it's yeah. But other people, I mean. I have a lot of respect. Uh, Glenn Evans taught me a lot. There, he taught me a lot of things I didn't want to do as a principal because it didn't fit my personality. Sure. Um, but he also taught me some really, really good things. One is the number one thing that you can do for the future is hire good people. Mm -hmm. So take the time. I don't care how long it takes. Take the time to interview good people and mm -hmm. come up with good people. Mm -hmm. And he was so right. Yeah. Um, I think of others. Um, Doug Stanky. I don't know if you know Doug. Doug was uh, at at Cold Spring. Okay. I don't um, know. And then he finished up at Monticello. Yep. Um, I Doug. I, I would bend Doug's ear all the time. Um, my brother Joe. I've been very fortunate to, you know, he's two years younger than me, and we run a parallel path except for kindergarten principal. <laughs> He takes naps. <laughs> yes, Joe, you take naps. It's like I always give him a hard time. It's like, uh, do you remember uh, George Costanza oh, yeah. when he got to the uh, Yankees? Yes, and yes. He put that bed under yeah. or the whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> so. Kindergarten school, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's no. We love to hear about who, who's shaped yeah. our. Uh, no, and, and I've just run into a lot of good people. I also and and. I've run into a lot of not so good people, leaders, that that help shape what I don't want to be yeah. and how I don't want to go with things. So that's as valuable if I can sure. glean that from it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how about let's go into something <clears throat> that Kevin and I like to talk. About. We like to talk about food, right? Nutrition, <laughs> right? So, but no, nutrition plays a big part. Like you yeah. said earlier, those yep. are things that you have to do. What are you putting in your body? But do you have any like go-to foods or like you're like, hey, if I'm, if, or maybe something that you like to enjoy that you make, right? What, what's something that you would I, you'd make? Well, since I've been going through this uric acid stuff and whatever, my diet has been. I can't have any fructose. Okay. So one of my favorite foods was ketchup. Oh yeah. <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Can't have that. Miracle Whip. Can't you know? Um, can't have. I, I'm a hunter. Yeah. Can't have wild game. Uh, yeah. So, and then some fish I can't have and whatever. But I actually, this is going to sound strange. I love a V8. Oh, a V8. Yeah. A okay. V8. Yeah. I know it's, and I like the hot version. Yeah. You know, the spicy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I have a little can of V8 every day. And, yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, um, Atkins comes out with a, it's a protein drink. Sure. 
Um, those are good. I don't. They're the chocolate. I don't like the the vanilla and the strawberry are really good. Yeah. So, um, like I said, my my diet is limited. Um, I eat a lot of oranges now. Yeah. Uh, apples. Yeah. Never thought I would. I'm down probably 25 pounds since uh, the gout thing kicked mm-hmm. in. And, yeah. and uh, I'm excited to get down a lot more as yeah. I continue to walk, walk and stuff. And all that stuff. Yeah. So, but uh, no, uh, before that. You don't take like me, like when I get super stressed out, and, and this has always been the joke, I take some big peanut butter and some chocolate chips and I just combine <laughs> them and I throw them in my mouth. You know I got I mean? home from work today. I dominated some chips Did and you? salsa. I so love. Yeah. I, I, when I get to that <laughs> point, and I do cheat once in a while, just like anyone else. Oh. I love shredded mozzarella cheese. Oh, yeah. So you'll find in the dog. You can always tell because the dogs. I've got two black labs oh, that are okay. rolling Yeah, and uh, they're right there <laughs> waiting for things to fall. And I'm just I'm hiding in the kitchen. <laughs> Lights are off, <laughs> and I'm stuffing my face full of shredded oh. mozzarella. That's my guilty pleasure. Oh so. yeah, that's yeah. I, I'm mine would be uh, pizza. I could I think pizza. I could find any type of pizza and eat that <laughs> all the time. Hey, let's I, um. I'm eating cauliflower pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, the oh, fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's I like to put Frank's hot sauce on it. To <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Spruce it up, up a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got uh, just a couple more questions here, Doc. Sure. But like, uh, what are some of your favorite maybe leadership or health resources? If it's books, podcasts, people, apps that you. Maybe people are just trying to get, you know, figure things out. Do you have any that you would recommend for listeners? There's one um, that was really good for me. Um, it was called Eight to Great. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And in fact, Bob Driver just uh, reached out and asked us, uh, the board members, if we had our favorite book that he could send out a list. Mm-hmm. So I sent him that one. But there's also another one by, I want to say it's by Dave McNally. It's called Even Eagles Need a Push. Oh. And it's an easy read. And the cool thing about it is that, uh, one, it's easy to read. No. Um, <laughs> That's what I need. There That's you go. Big letters. Yeah. No. Um, I, uh, it just makes so much sense that it's okay to push people into uncomfortable leadership roles or uncomfortable yeah. because they're going to fly. Yeah. You're pushing them out of the nest. And so that book was so good. Um, I read it a number of years ago, and then I bought it again here not too long ago to reread it. The other one I would say, and I learned a lot, I, I never really, uh, there were books for our class, admin classes, and most of them are like, whatever, yes, I'll read it. And it's But The Leader's Window, okay. it's called, yep. it, it helped me understand how to work with people. And the, the thought behind it, and I, I'll try not to butcher it, but um, it goes from, you know, in a, a four-square window, it goes one, two, three, four. All right, rocket science there. <laughs> one... Is autocrat, four is laissez-faire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two is like coaching. Three is whatever. Okay, so the intermediate stuff. Yep. You can always do a one-two flip, a two-three flip, three-four flip, but if you ended up flipping a two ways, like a one-four, you're gonna throw whatever you're doing on its head. Yeah. So for example, if I'm a leader and I'm mm. laissez-faire, 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 yep. bam, autocratic. Nobody's gonna know how to work with you. Yeah. Or the other way around, autocratic, 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 and then all of a sudden, hey, whatever, (laughs) whatever. That I learned a lot from, and I will say it's probably all I learned from my college classes. (laughs) (laughs) At least you remember something there, Doc. (laughs) So those three books I I would recommend are worthwhile. That's great. That's good. 
right, we're I gonna... can't believe I remembered them. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that's that's good. how impactful good for... they were. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to finish this up, Doc, with one final question. Sure. Um, and we've got people listening right now. And maybe we can tailor this specifically to uh, mental health, but it doesn't have to be. Listener is thinking about trying to improve something in their mm-hmm. life. They're struggling. What is just one piece of advice, if you had to give just one to a listener right now to take the step in, in the right direction, what would that be? Just start. Okay. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be a baby step. It can be a leap. It can whatever. Just start. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your friends, your family. Um, and, and, and if that means you're taking a step towards a life change, just start. Cause otherwise you're not going to head in any direction, probably, but down. So, but just start. That would be my advice. Okay. Love it. Fantastic. Doc, truly. I mean, we haven't met before, but, um, man, I was just really, really in awe of, of, what well, you, thanks for what having you me. Had to say this is awesome. This, I, I I love what I do. I love people. I love you know, and even the crazy people that we deal with, <laughs> I love them. They're they give me so much. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Well, thank you for being open. Thank you for for um, being willing to talk about this stuff. This is these are the conversations that need to happen. And seriously, reach out. Yeah. If you need somebody to talk to and 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 or you need uh, uh, you want to talk some more to me, I'm not a mental health expert, but I've lived it. Reach out. I am good with that. I think um, you know the old song we get by with a little help from our friends. We truly do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Doc, where can, you, we'll put this. We'll put, also put this in the, sh- in the show yeah. notes as well too. But like, where can listeners find you or connect with you? And we'll like I said, we'll also have it in the show notes on our go to Big Lake uh, School District's website. Mm-hmm. High school principal. Okay. Also, if you said Facebook. Right? Yep. On Facebook, okay. you can seek I'll, me out. Yep. I'll find you and we'll link yep. you in there. Perfect. We'll, we'll link yep. you in there. Yep. Doc, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Oh, I, man, I've had I many fun it. times with you <laughs> and I love your story. I love that uh, you've been, been in studio with us today. Uh, you just are a relationship driven person. You care about people. You have a big heart uh, and you always want to help people in any way that you can. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and, and I wish thank, you well as you continue. You. I hope you catch some fish, by the way. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I will catch time away. That's there's no limit on that. So, um, but I want to thank both of you because this is so needed, and it's so cool. And just keep keep on keeping on. It's it's just awesome. I I I was on the edge of my seat going through the ones that you've done already just this last week. Cool stuff. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it, Doc. You. Well, it's it's uh it's good because we have people like you yep. coming on and talking about this stuff. So and we may we may come back to you again, Doc. So you never uh, know. I I'm always willing to talk <laughs> about anything. Um, and the nice thing is you guys can turn me off if you want. To. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're done. That's right. right. Have a good one, <laughs> everybody. Take, Take care. care. Thanks. We appreciate you hanging out with the two principals today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate, review our podcast wherever you listen. And we are so grateful for your support. As always, please follow us on all of our social media accounts at Two Principals. 
You can find us on the web at twoprinciples.com. Questions for Kevin or myself, email us at twoprinciplespodcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks for raising your frequency today and looking inward, wishing you peace and happiness on your journey. Remember, a better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Until next time, get out of your head and into your heart.